0: Welcome to episode 11 of the Let's Get Down to Business podcast. I'm your host today, Charlotte Newman, and today I want to chat to you about the next two of our 12 vital ingredients, which are how to effectively communicate your goals, as well as ensuring you have a proper performance management system in place. So to help with this topic, I'm joined today by Josh Curtis, partner at A4G. Hi, Josh. How are you?
1: Hello, Charlotte. I'm all good. Yourself?
0: Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Well, as we know, it's not only in business where having excellent communication skills can sort of really aid our success. And one of the exercises we actually go through with our clients is working with them to explain what they do in 60 seconds, which is often referred to you know, as the elevator pitch. You know, Some people might have heard it um, before. So why is this sort of thing so important to get right? Because it's not really just about the timing, is it? It's about being succinct and getting to the point of what your business is and what its USP is to make you stand out. You know, so why is that sort of thing important for business owners to have sort of clarified
1: well, i once when i was a a student at university um one of my lecturers said to me that if you can describe what you want to achieve to someone, then other people will help you achieve it and it's always stood in my mind as I always thought when you had when you had an ambition and something you wanted to do, you had to keep quiet and beaver away at it, but actually he was absolutely right if you start telling people what you want to achieve. Uh, the gates start opening to things and, and people will help you get there and you know with an elevator pitch it's a very um, short but strong way of, of putting that in practice so if you could the idea being if you can if you can explain your business and your goals in the time it takes you to go in a lift um, from one floor to another of a building um, then you've, you've you've hit the nail on the head of communicating well what you want to achieve And, you know, often this is talked about in sales where if you can explain what you do um, to someone who's a potential client of yours, um, you might sign them up. But I think it's broader than that. I think if you have an elevator pitch, it can help you connect with people who can support your business and it can also help you with your staff. I think an elevator pitch for your team is probably even more important so that you can keep everyone on task knowing what the goals of the business are and everyone can start to engage with that
0: exactly and I mean we have touched on this from our weekly email series but obviously dealing with conflicting goals um obviously you know often means we like need to create a list of values and rank them and we often say to clients that they need to identify what one thing overrides everything else and I think in the example we used actually we used Disney so their overriding thing would be like safety and the next priority for Disney would be the show but obviously neither of those are actually considering making a profit but really what that that means is that businesses need to focus on what they need to do which will ensure profit takes care of itself and obviously part of that process is then to set goals for achieving these priorities because so can you just explain to us Josh what a smart goal is and how we can use them in this process of creating our you know elevator pitch if you like
1: yeah well, the smart goals are are the most they're very talked about um some people disagree that they are necessarily the exact way that you should set a goal but effectively a smart goal is when you have a goal that you can specify so you can explain exactly what that goal is you can then set out how you measure that goal you set out that you how you believe that goal is achievable that's the a and then how it's relevant to the team and then how it's bound by time, because if you have a goal without a time limit, then um, it may not happen. Um, but there's current thinking with with the way of setting goals is to go sort of transcend the SMART goal. Um, and actually obviously you need to specify what you want to do, but that that what the goal is needs to be as clear as possible. Um, And often in business, um, the business world is complicated. The things we need to achieve for our businesses is very complicated. But if you are trying to get a goal that you are communicating to the broader team, that goal needs to be as simple as possible in order to be effective. You know, if we look back at the um, pandemic with the messages we were being given, the government were um, dumbing down the messages as far as they could to keep them as simple as possible to keep us on track with what was trying to be achieved and the moment that things got complicated and they started bringing out the the rule of six and one meter plus and all these things it all got a bit too complicated and everything got diluted Mm -hmm. but if you can give a clear specific goal then it, it 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 gives a lot better ability for people to actually achieve it with you. Um, I think time-based is also a very important thing, because if you have a goal, but you don't set a time limit on it, then it's more of uh, an ambition than a goal. you know many people now are, are, are you know whether you love him or hate him elon musk is is um is a funny character when it comes to goals because he'll set audacious goals but set ridiculously short time limits um and the people who follow uh, elon Musk talk about elon time which is when he sets a goal and a time limit and he always misses the um the deadline for his goal <laughs> But actually, if you think about it beyond it, you think actually the goal had a time limit on it. Maybe that time limit was never going to be reached. But what it did was galvanize the team to go, this is what we're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. And the progress they made towards the goal was probably faster than if they'd set a longer goal. There's um, a lot of thought about um, human beings struggle to engage with long-term goals. So if we were to say, oh, in a year's time, you will achieve this. We as human beings struggle with that. I mean, if you think about it, if someone gives you a deadline of saying, oh, can you do this in two weeks time? Most human beings end up doing it the day before, (laughs) right? So if that's the way human beings work and we need to manage that, then actually setting audacious goals with audacious time constraints they may actually allow you to push things faster and forwards. Yes, you will miss those goals that you set, but you will drive much greater progress much faster. That's just one way of looking at it. It's not what the textbooks would say, but that's certainly what I, you know. You can see happening out there. As long as... Um, there's a way of rewarding the team for meeting goals. That's that's another big thing about goals is you can set the specifics at the time limit, say why it's important, but to get engagement with the goal, you need to make sure that when a goal is hit, that your team are um, included in any reward from meeting that goal yeah, you know, classic one here is we'll buy the team pizzas if we hit a certain uh, KPI and things like that.
0: Well, and I think I think that's exactly the point. You know business owners, you know even if they need to devote a bit of time to something, they they can quickly and usually quite easily identify what it is they do and why they do it. But obviously, actually, getting that across to the team to un- so they understand the plans and what roles they're going to play in their success is you know, pretty Im- important to actually achieving that goal. So what ways could actually business owners help their team to understand these plans?
1: The first thing uh, I think it sounds simple, but it's actually one of the most complicated bits, is get your management team to be aligned with what those goals are. If as a management team you're all singing from the same hymn sheet, it all becomes a lot easier from there. Whereas if you've all got disparate goals and communicating that in different ways, that can really um, hinder your ability to share that with the team. Um, And then from there, you want to make sure that you've got consistent messaging with your team, whether you um, have a forum, whether your team have a stand-up meeting every week or something like that, where you get, get the key members of the team together to communicate the goals. You use that as a reminder and then every week you come back to that goal and reinstate it. And then you also can then embed that into the communications that you have with the team or the sort of um, systems that you have that remind the team what's going on. If you have a staff notice board or uh, you know, a team's channel or something like that, where you can set reminders up. And then it also then feeds into how you're measuring that goal, because if you're measuring um, the results or measuring the KPIs that are leading to those results for that specific target, then constantly feed that back to the team. If you're if you're constantly referring to the goal and the metrics, and then giving that feedback to the team, then that can be really helpful to embed it in because it keeps sight of that goal. It can't just evaporate into nothing. Um, this is where if you've got a staff dashboard or something like that, that can be really helpful because they can log into whatever your dashboard system is and then they see this goal highlighted there. And Instead of it just being remember to hit this goal, it's, it's got a metric and says this is our target, this is where we are and, and can focus some of those decisions throughout their working day.
0: Yeah. And I think there, like you said, there's so many ways that business owners can provide feedback to their team now. Like, you know, the world's sort of the oyster. You've got social media, you've even got WhatsApp. You've mentioned like Teams calls or, or you know, staff forums. You can have lunches, catch ups, dinners. You know, it, there's so many different ways, even the traditional email. But it's also you know, a reminder to like business owners use your strengths because obviously writing isn't necessarily everyone's strength. So doing a written email, email every week is possibly not something everyone wants to do. But you know, actually pulling the team together for a pizza or you know a lunch catch up or whatever it might be for them, make sure that you know you tailor tailor your feedback to your team. The exactly. way that works for you and your business as well, because it might not always be relevant to send an email to everyone. Um, but actually having them down the pub for a couple of pints actually is going to get the team across, maybe, you know, so get the message across better. So, of course, it isn't just our staff or our team necessarily that we need to get on board with goals for the business. So more often than not, we actually need sometimes well, quite often, the support of family and friends? Because there's obviously times when you're needing to focus on your business and this does have an impact on your family life. We're we're not going to, you know, cover that up. But, you know, have you got any advice for business owners on how they can approach this if they are at that stage of growing their business that does need them to, you know, make that more of a priority sometimes?
1: Yes, and this is, the, the small businesses, the struggle with because family and the business are often very closely interlinked if not completely the same thing um so i think that this is where communication again becomes very very important obviously i I worry i could drift into counseling here rather than (laughs) (laughs) being an accountant but But I do think that generally it's communicating and having open dialogue about what's going on. But then they're also I always think there's a balance to be struck. If the business is demanding more of what would normally be your home time, your family time, whatever you want to call it, then you need to make sure you make room for the business to give up some time for the family at some point so if you're going through a particularly tough period of time and you've got some key things that you need to achieve whether those goals are ambitious growth driven or whether those goals are just about keeping things going throughout a difficult time um, once you have got to a set point with that goal you not only need to reward your team and your work-based side of things but you need to reward your home-based team as well to make sure that that they are seeing that there's that there's a reason for for um, for giving up what they have to do with with your time. So whether that's you know taking your family out for a meal or a holiday or things like that, but it's having undisturbed devoted time to the family as well to get that balance. But again, you can't set a smart target for your family that I don't think would go down well.
0: no exactly it's just getting them on board and like you say being sort of going back to what you said at the beginning if you can easily explain what you're trying to achieve and communicate that quite easily it's about getting understanding isn't it for the support of your family well i need to focus for the next six weeks because xyz and then i think people can sort of buy into that goal and support you through that so i think you know that's that's quite a nice opposite side to to look at for communicating your um, goals and objectives This does actually sort of lead us on to the next vital ingredient, which is obviously ensuring you have a proper system for managing and measuring performance in place. Because you've got this goal and you've got the objectives um, set, you know, and all all the goals that you need to hit. But how, you know, how are we actually going to manage and measure that performance? So firstly, Josh, what exactly do we mean by performance
1: management? Uh, Well, so... Um communicating goals, as we've been talking about, is very much about leadership. It's setting the path, showing the team where we're going and giving that hope for the future and then setting something down to say, this is what we're going to do. The performance measure- measurement side of things is actually how you then manage that process. So it's using a slightly a very different skill set, but to achieve the same things. So in order to manage performance, you need to then move into the practical Arena, you can't just be saying this is what we're going to do, and this is when we're going to do it. by you now need to get practical. So the starting points are to work out the key performance indicators. What things do you need to be hitting? Both, uh, not just you know, oh, we need to hit this turnover. Have we reached that turnover yet? It needs to be things that lead to that. So it's okay. Do we have enough orders in? Are the sales team booking in enough meetings? You might have those sort of KPIs, like how many meetings were attended today by the sales team, how many um, orders came in today. Those sort of things can. Be- form um, your performance indicators. They're more than just the financials, more than just looking at the um, the profit and loss or the balance sheet. These are the real practical numbers in your business. The, the, the downside is that um, collecting this sort of data to help you with your management there's a cost the more data you collect for performance management the higher the cost of collecting that data I'm sure we've all got members of our teams where you think right I need to collect this piece of data and this piece of data I need them to record that every day so that I know where that task is and so how we're doing with the grand scheme of things but that individual hasn't engaged with why that's important and if I haven't recorded it and all of a sudden you're trying to manage in a vacuum of information mm-hmm. management always needs to come back to information Because if you're trying to make management decisions on feeling and rumor, the chances of making the wrong decision uh, are massively, massively increased.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the nice way of seeing sort of the two sides of it. But what would we need You know, practically? How would a business owner go about actually doing this? I mean, it does link to our smart goals that we've set earlier about setting goals. But, you know, how could they actually go about? setting up some performance management that's going to work for them.
1: Yep, so it all depends on uh, you know how you work and and what your staff base is like and how each person in your staff work, and then giving them the tools to enable to make data collection and review as easy as possible. So if you've got people in a factory, you're not going to want them entering stuff on a computer all the time. You may need to give them either a workstation that they can then share, or maybe uh, some. I've got a number of clients who've got tablets in their factory, so they each worker can use a tablet to enter data and it guides them with part of their job. But they could also have something on there to collect key information. Or it might be that as parts of the task go through the factory it triggers key points that then automatically report into their data systems um, so that's one way of doing it if you've got people who um, are office based it can generally be a bit easier you can collect information through databases or um, excel spreadsheets and things like that but obviously you have to get the right thing to fit for you that isn't going to be expensive to implement if you're having to change a database that an external supplier does then that may have a higher cost you need to make sure that that KPI is worth the cost of collecting that information. And then you have to set it in place in the systems of the individuals are running that process so that they record that information and record it accurately um it's no good at the end of the week someone going oh yeah i didn't put this data in i'm going to guess let's say where i said um how many sales meetings does the sales team had if they just go at the end of the week and go yeah i had two that day three that day and they just make it up it's not going to aid your information whereas if you've got them entering entering a date with every time that they visit someone or call a potential client they log it on their customer relations management system. Then that's going to give you much more accurate data and then what that does is it then provides a wealth of information for the management team to then view the trends in all of that data to see if there's anything that can be done and then go back to the team say oh okay you've done less sales meetings this week than you did the previous week what's happened and it might turn out that um there was an issue with the phone system or the emails went down and actually it caused delays in getting things set up and it can then lead you to investigate what the real bottlenecks of the business are. Um, Because, uh, you know, for example, I was listening to a book called excellence wins, uh, which is a really good book about customer service. And in one of the examples in that book is it talks about how they had a KPI to keep complaints down. And it turned out that what was happening is breakfasts were being late delivered in this hotel and um, they investigated it and it turns out that the, the reason why breakfasts were late being delivered was because there was not enough bed linen which sounds completely unconnected but what they did was they did an exercise to review the data that was coming out and they worked out that what was happening was that the lifts where people were going up to the rooms to deliver breakfast were being delayed because they were being wedged open by the person in charge of the linen because there wasn't enough linen, he was wedging the doors open to steal linen from each floor of the hotel and then put it to where it needed to go to try and deal with that inventory. But the knock-on effect that he couldn't see and no one else could see was that it stopped things getting delivered. So KPIs can be very interesting if you actually dig into the detail, the practical things holding back a KPI may not be the immediate things you'd think of. They could be much more um, lateral thinking might be needed, Yeah, basically.
0: Yeah, that's, that's such a good story and one that, you know, um, hopefully people can relate to when they start to dig down into a reason why something is or isn't happening, how something almost potentially completely unconnected might have an impact. Um, I know you've actually already touched on some of these um, on a previous podcast, Josh, and today, um, you know, hmm. you've already touched on KPIs, real break, even point, etc. But have you got any more examples of ways a business owner could manage, you know, performance in their business?
1: It very much depends on engagement with the team, and working out what the key metrics are. Because if you're going to be recording lots of different bits of data, but none of it makes sense to you or the team, then there's no point collecting it. Mm-hmm. But then what you want to do is once you've collected that data, you need to action something from that data, otherwise it becomes pointless. You need to set yourself a, a point where you regularly review that data, and then once you've reviewed the data, there needs to be actions from reviewing that data. Um, so you then need to you know, I mentioned before where you might have a stand up meeting with your team so we're recording this on a monday and I've just come out of um, a team meeting with all of the um, client managers in in the firm we do that every um, fortnight every monday to um, just talk about where we are, current workload issues, current um, deadlines that we're facing and, and thrash out if there are any problems in the department that we need to resolve. and We work together to get those things done. But we also use it as a time to to not only communicate goals, but also then look at key bits of um, KPIs that are missing and discuss that at length so that there's a focus for the rest of the week on, OK, this KPI is one that we're um, currently behind with can we focus with with keeping on top of it and then i will send out notes after it so everyone's got a written version of it and then we'll probably report back on a few bits of the kpis discussed at the later in the week so there's just ongoing dialogue about it and that something is being done um was it they say madness is doing the same thing every every time but expecting a different result yeah (laughs) yeah so um so that's that's what we try and do is, it's all about that communication process what actions are taken obviously if KPIs are drastically bad and you then need to look into that da- data and then go specifically to the people it involves and you may need to have a, you know a one to one meeting with that person and it may be quite a serious discussion but it's better to have a serious discussion on the indicators of a problem rather than the problem itself after the event
0: Yes exactly um, and I think just to summarize, then, you know, um, what we've talked about today, we've obviously got setting some goals and using our SMART goals, uh, making sure they're specific, measurable, achievable. Um... Oh, I've forgotten they are, Josh. Relevant. <laughs> relevant. That's it. There's a relevant comment. Yeah, and time. I had a brainwave there. Sorry. Yes, yeah, so we've got to set our SMART goals, we've got to identify the performance levels. And then use our performance management um, tools to, to manage those. So, you know, you can – we've already touched on real break, even point KPIs, et cetera. You could use league tables, industry comparisons, benchmarking, whatever it might be for that business. We're going to use some sort of um, performance um, management there. Then we're going to write a plan. We're going to follow that plan and tweak the plan. But what impact could it have on a business if they continue to not look at these measurements of performance, Josh? Because I guess it could be said that if we haven't needed them before – why do we need them now?
1: Um, well, as I said, if you, if you do the same thing every time and expect a different result, then that's the definition of madness. So I think the if you don't have a clear goal and you don't have clear measurement to, to make against that, I, I think a lot of businesses will say they haven't, but a lot of business owners in their head will have something that they're using, even if the only thing they're using is how much money's in the bank, um, which is not always the best indicator to use. But... But everyone will have something, but it's about finding some key things. And sometimes, you know, there's a lot of business talk where you say have as many as possible. because the more data you collect, the more information you've got. But actually, if you just pick three of the most important um, performance indicators that you've never measured before, they will have a massive impact on your business because you will know how things are performing. You will identify things that are wrong that you hadn't identified before, and they will inform you making changes to the way that you operate, whether you have a written system or you just have a system in your head as to the way you work, they will inform changes in how you do that, um, which can then have a a very big impact on your system. One thing I just want to touch on, actually, which you sort of mentioned there, um, Sharma, is gamification. Um, You know, one of the things you can do with KPIs, it doesn't work for everyone. And there's some people who talk about generational um, shift but you can gamify um, data once you're collecting data on the performance of the business and it has a direct Im- impact on the work of a team and you know it's directly caused by the work of a team you can gamify it that's what the league tables are about you can have okay this person's winning this person's not it, employee of the month sort of thing is is sort of gamification but if you can put data to what creates that then um that has a big um a big impact because People will want to win, will want to, to be top of the table. You have to be careful about it because I know that um, we've talked in the past about how if people are at the bottom of the list, it can be demoralizing, whether that's because they are ineffective or because of other um, concerns they may have that you as a, a manager may need to um, address. Um, but you, you need to make sure that your gamification gives hope to everyone who is able, um, whilst at the same time really giving a, um, a way of motivating people to um to to clear that list so one of the things we do for example at tax return season is we put the kpis on a whiteboard every day we update the number of how many tax returns that are left to file and it gamifies it for the whole team collectively there's no one individual in the team who's gone okay i've cleared more than the other person they are all working together for the same target, but because they can see it and every day they can see that number come down and write how much it's come down by, they are driving as a team to gamify that stat. We want to clear as many tax returns today so that we don't have to work over Christmas or be working over the weekend up to the 31st of uh, January tax deadline. Uh, you know, that's that's the sort of KPIs real time and, and uh, gamifying it. If we weren't doing that, so if we were a business where we didn't, have that KPI visible, then ultimately the team wouldn't be driven with as much energy, they wouldn't clear through as much work, and ultimately, we would start failing in our duty of care to our clients to get all of those tax returns filed. Um, That's what I, you know, I think not having data is like being ready to fail with something really.
0: Yeah, and I think we've actually touched on that before, that actually, although some people say, oh, I don't use that sort of thing. I think if they really sat down and thought about it, even if it's not written down or they would technically call it a performance management, I bet most business owners have some sort of thing that they monitor on a regular basis. Like you say, even if that is how many new clients they get or, you know, how much they sell per week, like, Every business owner is going to be thinking that because everyone's Definitely. most goal is to grow a business and make money. So there's yep. going to be some things that they measure performance on.
1: Absolutely. So
0: is that, have you got any final practical tips then for our listeners in terms of just getting started with maybe putting some performance management in place or a proper structure of it, sort of the best places to start or what are the basics to be looking at, that sort of thing?
1: I think that um, the starting point is to write down on a piece of paper what what does your business actually do and what does it need to achieve in order to um, be self-sustaining and sustain your lifestyle and then next to that write down what are the what are the goals of the staff because your first instinct will be they want to be paid more um but If that's the case, then how does that marry into the goals you've set for the business? But it might also be that your staff actually are engaged with other things. They want job security or they want challenging roles. They want an ability to grow. Getting all those things written down to form into that um, communication of the goals of the business is the starting point for making sure that's all um, going to go in the right direction. And then when it comes to thinking about KPIs, I'd say if you're going to sit down and think about, right, what are the things that we need to monitor in this business to make sure that we are going to be achieving the goals is don't start with the end goal don't start with okay we need turnover of x start with how do we generate that and as i said uh, the example of okay you need your sales team to be doing x number of meetings a day in order to get um, x percentage of success on those so if you do 10 meetings a day you might sign up one client so you go okay i need 10 meetings a day to get one client a day and then work out what that means over the course of a month, and use those leading KPIs to start with.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, you could even go one step more. You know, how do they get the meetings booked in? For example, you know, yeah. have you got someone who arranges the meeting? How many how many calls do you have to make in order to get those ten meetings? Like, you know, you can. There's lots of different ways that each business can, you know, choose uh, choose their KPIs. And like you said, it's going to be specific for each type of business and what's important to them. So. That's right. Yeah, brilliant practical advice. Thank you very much, um, Josh, um, for joining us today. Um, I've learned a lot. All right,
1: Charlotte. It's a pleasure.
0: <laughs> no worries. Well, next week, we'll be discussing ensuring you identify the correct roles for you as a business owner, as well as ways in which you can influence your team using the five Ds of management. If you have any questions on this or any other topic, please email them over to inquiries at a4g-llp.co.uk. In the meantime head to our social media at A4G Chartered Accountants, where we're providing a lot more guidance on this area and many others. Alternatively, check out our website at www.a4g-llp.co.uk, which is full of free tools, guidance, and plenty of food for thought to help support you with running your successful business. I've been your host, Charlotte, and this is Let's Get Down to Business.